0: Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray I say, oh, this is Pastor Tanya Riola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been a very interesting week, and it is almost time for the children to get out of school. I am very relieved, but also trying to be able to get some of my schoolwork done, and also at the same time, kind of be able to, you know, grasp all the things that God is trying to download into me. I know that for a fact, we need to be able to sit there and honestly have an honest conversation with God on everything we do from when we go to outside, when we're going out of our home, pray before you go um, also to to be able to <clears throat> to be able to when you are with friends, family, you know, any kind of gathering, pray even with your children, start praying over them. And it becomes more vital that we do in these last times, be able to pray over and also have the discernment of the spirit to listen and understand and obey God's rules and commands. Also too, if the person is not doing what thus says the Lord and they are preaching or teaching, come on now, let me say this one more time. If you hear unsound doctrine, You should be able to go to your pastors or if you're visiting also, you know, let it be made known to one of the pastors. And if they don't really, you know, accept that, you have to walk away. But please make it known that we need to be reading, praying, fasting, um, getting into our word, just being able to meditate on God and do what he says do. I mean, I can honestly say For everything that's been going on, that God has been really, really, really speaking volumes in these last and evil days. He has been able to sit and he's been able to voice and proclaim and declare. And I mean, he's God has just been so good. But also he's given us warning after warning after warning. Whether it is through the music ministries, through the uh, social media, through all of these different elements that's going on in the world right now, he has been speaking volumes in how we're living, how the culture is going, how some of these people that are false prophets are coming up and rising up and teachers and preachers and ministers and people of thinking they're sound doctrine, but they're not. We need to be able to start seeking more and more of him and less and less of this world. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is crucial, critical, life-threatening that you should seek God while he is yet to be found. His spirit will not always strive before man. Let me say that one more time. That's in the word. His spirit will not always strive with man. So let's get into what God is trying to download into me for me to speak to you. He told me to posture yourself to hear from him. Posture yourself to hear from God. Posture is to position or bearing of the body, whether character or assumed for a special purpose. Let me say that one more time. See, this is from the Merriam-Webster dictionary. I like this definition. It's It's to position or bearing of the body, whether characteristics or assumed for a special purpose. God has already fearfully and wonderfully made you. For this time and this hour. Amen. State or condition at any given time. Especially with respect to capability. In a particular circumstances. Let me say this one more time. State or condition. At any given time especially with respect to capabilities in a particular circumstances. God has said, it is this race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the ones that endure to the end. He's specially equipped you with the word. He's specially equipped you with the whole armor of God in Ephesians. He's especially equipped you with your mind and your heart. Galatians to uh. Excuse me, to Psalms, to all these different scriptures in the Word of God, whose mind is stayed on thee shall be kept in perfect peace. Um, Joshua, is for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And he said, Choose ye this day whom you were going to serve, whether it is of God or a man. You have to choose, and it it becomes more and more. Oh, my God. I don't know how to emphasize to you, how to stress to you, how significantly important it is to place your mind, your heart, your body, your soul into where God needs for you to be. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is significantly profound that you need to place posture yourself. Into what God needs for you to be doing in this time and this hour and this period and this season. Because you have been equipped with your special talents, your special traits, your special characteristics to be able to minister to people. Some are called for preachers, teachers, prophets, ministers, apostles, deacons, all these different houses in in God, all these different characteristics of God. He's called you. Now walk in it. Move in it. And in in any situation, case, or or position, God has already fortified you and equipped you for that assignment. Let me say that one more time. He has not, He will not give you more than you can bear. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. He will not give you more than you can bear, but He is well-equipped you because he's trying to take you through some of the situations, some of the problems that you have in your life so that he can shape you, make you, form you, break you, and then recreate you and mold you back into what he needs for you to be. I say this oftentimes. God comes in, and he does spiritual surgery from the bitterness, anger, regret, guilt, shame, Uh, depression, all, all these different elements. I mean, from all these different things, even sexual immoralities, even things that you shouldn't be looking at on TV and how you're listening to music and all these different things. He wants to surgically remove you from those aspects and put in more of him and less of yourself. Ooh, let me say that one more time he wants to remove a lot of different things. And because your posture can't take that much weight. I'm gonna say this one more time. I have found out in psychology, and also just being able, because we have to know the human body also, it goes hand in hand. If you become so much top heavy that your body can't be able to sustain itself in order for it to sit upright. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Uh, you know as well as I know a lot of a lot of women have when they're eight months pregnant and their tummy is way out to him (laughs) they have to balance their body they have to shift some things they have to you know be able to sit on you know lay on one side if they can be able to get comfortable to go because they can't lay like they used to when they didn't have anybody in the stomach. You you can't sit here and tell me that sometimes you have to be able to shift sometimes because the baby is moving constantly. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Pastor Tiny. what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to tell you is that because God is giving birth in you this season of all the things that you've been pressing, all the things that you talked about to him, You can't just stay in one position. You can't just stay upright. You have to be able to move and be fluent in it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When you are doing what God says do, you are supposed to give birth. And you're not able to move and be fluid in him if you keep on being stagnant. You keep on staying in the same place. You keep on dwelling on the things that you used to do, the things that used to prick you, the things that used to hurt you. God is trying to let you know to forgive and move on, to to let you know this happened. Yes, but I've got something better for you. I got something greater for you. See, the fluidity of you being able to move, especially since you're giving birth in who God is in you, is very poignant that you have to be able to sit there and recognize that that is a living, moving being in God illustration just because the woman is pregnant that child is a human being and it is moving and and moving and doing what God says do sometimes it goes to the left sometimes it goes to the right but we have to shift we have to as as a woman and knowing that as being pregnant three times you got to shift See, sometimes you can't always have, the baby is not always going to stay near your, your where you need to use the restroom. Sometimes they're going to come straight up and they're going to want to sit right here near your, <clears throat> excuse me, right near a heartbeat or sometimes on your rib or, or just sometimes being able to find a good spot to sit at so that they can be able to come when you're able to deliver. But God is trying to tell you Saints are the most high. That some of us are stubborn because we think, oh, we're going to keep it in as long as... No, God said his time is due. You need to be able to fix that posture. You need to be able to understand you're going to go through things. And it's not going to be comfortable. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. Let me say that one more time. Being pregnant was not the most comfortable situation I've been in. Mm-mm-mm. But the produce, the the result of everything that I had to go through were three beautiful girls. Were, Were three healthy, beautiful babies. See, some of y'all don't want to get the finishing product because you don't want to sit there and go through the process. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some of y'all are not used to the pain and the hurt and the and the, you know, and the and the labor pains that comes with it. Let me say that one more time. And you can also relate to this t- also two men some men don't want to get hit some people don't want to get hit and hurt they don't like pain but they want to get the benefits of who god is let me say this one more time for the people in the back see you love the benefits like saul loved the benefits but he did not get into the posture this ain't even in my nose He didn't even want to get into the posture of being able to be submissive to god and his word and his way of thinking and only moving when god says move he wanted to move because the people wanted him to move oh y'all y'all see y'all love to have to move when people say something but when god says something oh my god he gives you the very very equipped the elect the 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 soul of uniqueness, the genese qua, the wholeness of who you are in God. When you move in his way, in his posture, it is like flowing rivers of water coming out of you when you speak, when you move, when you breathe, when you come into the room because that's life and life more abundantly. And when you're going through something because of the posture you are, Sometimes you're not going to always stay straight. Sometimes you're going to have to fall on your knees and, and tell God, I'm sorry. Oh, see, some of y'all don't want to. No, no. See, some of y'all, y'all might fall off after this. So guess what? I'm gonna let, I'm here to let you know that sometimes in your war room, God will sit there and let you know, look, this is how you need to come to me. This is how, uh, you know, you've been taught to get on your hands and your knees. And even when I've had surgery on my knees, don't you know I still put a pillow down and I still get on my hands and my knees. Or sometimes I would ask God right there in my bedroom just to sit there and Lord come and see about me because I'm not feeling good. That's part of the enemy. He wants you not to get up. He wants you not to fight. He wants you to give up the whole entire situation and say, this isn't worth it. The race is not given. Now to the strong, but to the one that endureth to the end, it is not over until God says it's over. You're not done until He says you're done. Don't you hear me, men and women of God? See, some of y'all want to sit here. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all think that, oh, this pastor, it, it she was like this. No, it took a lot of grit. It took a lot of people hurting me and sitting up there physically and mentally sitting up there and trying to get in and penetrate who God was in me. Let me tell you something from abortion to seeing up here, anxiety, depression, trying to sit up here and put all those things on me as such as, and letting me know, oh, you're going to have just children. You're going to be doing this and you're going to be doing that. See, putting all that negativity on me, y'all, and y'all let it happen. And when I say y'all, This is the country coming out of me, so excuse me, but y'all means everyone. See, we let the enemy in and try to take our territory when we should have the posture to sit there and say, you have the audacity to come in. Where God has already made his walk on me. Where God has already made his mark. And he is the foundation that I'm surely talking about. So you have the audacity. You have lost your dang on mind. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You have lost your mind, Satan. You have lost your mind, enemy. Because I know for a fact You cannot come until God says so. See, y'all don't know how much deutemous power God has given you, but you want to sit here and not do what God says do. You won't even give God the opportunity to talk to you in the morning, the noon, or night. What is wrong with you? Men and women of God, you run for your phones and not to the prayer closet. Ooh, let me say that one time. You run to the TV and not to God, to seek God. You run to your friends and family to gossip and do whatever they want to do, but they are not the ones that made you, and they can't even help you. Let me say that one more time. See, you run to this person, you run to that person, but God made you, and God wants to start sitting down and talk to you. See, I had heard a preacher always saying this one is that thank God for your enemies because you would not have the prayer life that you have in now. Mm, 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 mm. Thank God for the Judases in your life because guess what? They made you want to sit there and th- stay before the throne. They made you sit there and yes, cry, but also get up. I'm going to say that one more time for the people the bow. I don't know about y'all. But the Judases in your life had to make you sit there And posture yourself and talk to God. See, God, I'm like, God, something's going on. What's going on with this person? Because they are acting like they don't even know who you are. Now, let's get real, people. Posture, position or bearing the body, whether characteristic or assuming for a special purpose. God is bringing up your character, bringing up more stuff out of you, out of the stuff that you used to do. The cussing, the swearing, the, 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 the things that make you gossiping and sitting up here, you know, not forgiving, backbiting, sitting up here, hatred, rage, so much stuff coming out of you. God is doing that. God is doing that. And he's doing that to press you out of it. Don't you know that you would sit there for the juice to come out of wine. They would sit there and press. Take it to a press and press it. Or in Italy, they would sit there and make sure they wash their feet and sit there and stomp on the grapes. See, it would be messy. But... God was in the mess in the first place. Oh, let me say that one more time. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When Adam and Eve sinned, God still had the remnant. He was still talking about Jesus, that he was going to come and deliver the people. See, God knew what was going to happen in the beginning so that we know at the end we still win. I don't know who this is for. This ain't even in my note. This ain't even. But you know what? Also, it's not just about your characteristics, not the position you pray in, but your open hearted contract spirit that you come and you give God your best when you pray with him and you talk to him and you open and honest, you sit there and you take your time. And you talk to your creator. You talk to your heavenly father. And you tell him everything what's going on. Sometimes I got to make a list. I don't know about y'all. I'm going to raise my hand on that. I got to raise my hand and say, look, God, I brought a list. I hope you don't mind. But I brought a list because I needed you to see. I'm trying to pray for such and such because they said they needed help. They needed help for their children. They needed help on this and that. And somebody might be having problems on this and that. But God, I needed to make a list. But God don't mind because he wants to hear from you because you're his child. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, God wants your posture, whether it is upright, Whether it is down on your knees, whether it is sometimes you're driving and you have to get to an emergency place or having to go to work early and something went went wrong, went, you know, just went twisted. And God, you trying to sit there and get to the situation, the problem, and you're asking God, you go before me. And you help my husband, my son, my daughter, whomever is going on in a car crash or any situation. You help them, God. You help them. Because I'm not there yet, but I know you can dispatch angels. And I know that you can be able to help me to get there safely while you're taking care of them. Don't you know prayer changes things? I don't know about... Oh, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I don't know who this is for, but prayer changes so many different things. It opens up so many different things and shifts the problems. It shifts the problems from it being bigger than you, then it going to God. The father and being able to know he's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. He's a chief physician. He is my baker when I'm hungry. He is my father and my mother when they have cast me aside. He is. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, when you start consulting God, when you start sitting up there and talking to him and shabbaking him, God is sitting up there and saying, wait a minute, that is my child asking for me. What is going on? Oh, you don't believe me? Okay, cool. Let me tell you, this is Daniel, 6th chapter, when he was going into the lion's den. And don't you know, let's go up to the 8th verse, and it's Daniel 6 and 8. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes Min- and Per. Excuse me, Persians, which altered not. Verse 9, wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. See, what he was signing is saying that he was the only one to be sitting there and being prayed to and given thanks to because so many people did not like Daniel. And didn't like that he was in the position he was in. He was elect, and God was blessing him because he was doing what God says do, because he was faithful in doing everything that God had told him to do. Men rose up against Daniel and wanting him to submit to the man, the king, and not to God. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. See, he wanted Daniel to submit to man's law but daniel already was sold out to god's law are you sold out to god's law let me say that one more time for the people in the back are you sold out to god's law oh lord i thank you jesus i felt Lord, don't you know that when Verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. Come on now. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day. We can't even do that. And prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a fourth time. He was doing the same posturing. The same mannerism. His character did not change because a man signed a piece of paper and decreed it. He knew who God was. He knew what was going to happen. And he knew God can still deliver. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all. Stop changing because of what man is putting out. What man is decreeing because God is still on the throne. Do you understand? God has not changed. This word that I'm reading from has not changed. The Bible has not changed. It has been for 2,000 years and it stands in the Supreme Court and in the judicial system as the undisputed word of God. So don't sit there. Oh my God. And it's been debated, it's been disputed, but God, he's still the bestseller. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. He is still the bestseller. This is the best book that he's put out. And it's still the living word of God. Now, let me calm down. See... His posture, his manner, even in a special circumstances, still stayed the same. Mm-mm-mm. Even when the enemy is trying to come up to you, the spirit of the Lord lifts up that standard in you. Oh, Jesus, let me say that one more time. I know, Lord, I thank you for coming in the room. Don't you know that when you are doing what God says do, he lifts up the standard in you and your character and your posture ain't going to change. Just because somebody, a man, put something out, that doesn't mean that God can't come in and shift things for you. Oh, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't you know you won't go hungry? You won't slack in anything. Your finances will be blessings and your home will be blessings. Your children will be blessed. Your marriages will be blessings. Everything that you have will be a blessing because God ordained it. Now, let me calm down. Mm, mm, mm. See, he placed himself towards the way that God was. He shifted himself. He kneeled and he said that his chamber towards Jerusalem. And I know they saw him. And it said he kneeled upon his knees three times a day. He was faithful and prayed and gave God thanks even before this time. They're saying he was doing it then, and he's gonna still do it now. When is your posture gonna change like that? Ooh, let me say, That's the wait, wait a minute, hold up. Why are you still going? Cause God told me to go back. Okay, okay, you, you you done? Okay, let's go. Let's let's keep moving on because God told me to circle back. Because God told me to come back to this. See, the most important part is having an intimate relationship with God to be able to have the open communication so that you can be able to get your dialogue across to your heavenly father so he can understand and know. He already knows, but he's going to sit there and really want to hear from you. Now, are you going to do the same thing? That's open communication. That's how you're able to have a relationship. It ain't one-sided. God bless me, da, 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 da. And okay, that's it. God is not your genie. You can't just be rubbing a, a bottle and that it. He gonna come out. No, God is saying that I would like to be able to come in and sit with you. I am at the door knocking, paraphrasing. If anyone hears my voice and comes and sits with me, I will sit with him. See, some of y'all don't even wanna sit with God, but you wanna sit in so many different places to be seen and heard. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't you know, I started It Is Written because God needed for me to start a platform to understand that I got to be uncomfortable in order for me to understand that so many people around the world internationally needs to know the word of God for themselves. There is so many people that will not read the word, but they will read you because you're a true Christian. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And I suggest every time that I'm saying Daniel 6 and this scripture or any other scripture, go back and read it for yourself. Go back. Go back and read it. This is precious, precious jewels that you get from God through me. But also go read it for yourself. Study to sow thyself approved of to God. Workmen, not be ashamed. Rightly divine the word of truth. Know it, Timothy. Know who you are know who you are know the word for yourself hide it in your heart that you might not sin against god know who you are i i I don't know how to stress this but posture yourself towards god lean more into his understanding when you do that you can be able to hear him when he calls you everybody is called but few are chosen let me say that one more time for the people in the back y'all don't understand many are called but few are chosen y'all I it's it's in this time now the end times when there is so much going on but God but God but God but God I thank you Lord hallelujah the but God but God through all the chaos and the misery and the strife. and everything. But God, but God, pero Dios, but God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let me say that one more time because everybody's sitting here and saying, well, you're sitting up here declaring a God. But see, that's the one true God. That's the one that's made me and you. That's the one that was the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. He is that he is. I am that I am raphael (laughs) elohim the one and true only one now let me go back as he faced towards jerusalem see that he knew the destination of where his prayers which was god see at that time because of his background and his culture they would go and pray to god and he would sit there and they would pray on their knees three times a day because they knew that fellowship with god was so important what are you teaching your children? I'm gonna say that one more time for people in the back. See, my fellowship with God, I wanna teach that. Hand that down to my my next generation, my children, because money I can give them, everything else I can give them. But the most important thing is a relationship and fellowship with God. Because he's gonna be able to take care of them before I even reach them. Do you understand what I'm saying? For the people in the back? He's gonna reach them. He's gonna reach, he's gonna reach you before I get to you. He's gonna reach my children when they're in distress and they say, oh Lord. And it's not just, oh my God, no. God, come and save me. Abba, Father, come and save me. Your child needs you. See, there is something significant when you call on the name of Jesus. Yeah, When you call on God and Jesus, Things shift and stop and I've been in car accidents where, you know, we're going off the, off the cliff and God is sitting there and off the railings and the ice was, and my husband woke me up and he said, you know, Tanya, me I, and I said, Jesus. And I hold on to the steering wheel. And don't you know, we stopped as soon as I said his name, the name above all names. Y'all don't get it. See, sometimes you need to understand the posture, the, the, the credibility, the character, the nature of who you are. When your spiritual man is fed of God, the natural man will fall away. When things are going on and you don't see what's, you can only call on one name, the name of Jesus. And God will be able to come through and you can sit there and say, God, I need you. There is a total different tone to your voice and God knows it because every time that you are in a crowd and your child is calling you, don't you know, you know that significant call when everyone is saying, mama, you know, that's your child. There's a significant tone in your voice, the frequency, the significant volume in your voice. God, every time you sit there and say, I need you. He comes through. This is what Daniel was doing. His pitch and his tone and his volume went up. And it stayed significant because he stayed loyal. Oh, let me say that one more time. Because he stayed loyal. He stayed significantly in God's presence. He didn't care what man said. He knew what God can do, will do, shall do. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This was getting juicy because he knew who God was. See, some of us don't even want to know who God is. Don't even want to go into deeps and depths of who God is and in the nature, the true nature of who God is. You want to sit here and think God is on the surface. No, you got to go deeper. See, that's where most of the juicy fish and all these different nutrients and minerals and some of the diamonds and the jewels that we can be able to see down at the bottom. God wants you to go deeper. Y'all think that because, oh, wait a minute, she's a pastor. You know, this is what God, no, God is downloading into me daily because he lets me know I need to get deeper in the word in the significance. Don't go just just above the soul. Don't look at what's a, you need to go beneath. Don't look at it from the natural go into the spiritual. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, 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 wait. No, when you got time. You got time for soul poppers, you got time for all this other stuff. You need to make time for God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God you so good. You need to make time for God. Even if you got to get up early in the morning, make time for him. Even when you don't know what's going on, make time for him. Even when in the chaos of everything that's going on, in the midst of everything that's going on, you make time. And this is what Daniel did. The significance of his volume, his pitch, and his tone went to God. And his frequency was like off the chain. And God said, I'm coming. We got to go down some, okay? Okay, okay, I'm getting excited. Let me stop. Verse 11, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God, my God, your God, okay? Verse 12, then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. See, they are plotting, scheming, backstabbing, snitching. Let's say it like it is. Snitching, going to get stitches. Come on now. And has it not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any God or man within 30 days save of thee, O king shall be cast into the den of lions. See, they had to significantly go and talk to King Darius and let him know what was going on. What was the 411 he had put out. Watch them. Watch them. You see, you see, the enemy you don't like when you're happy. And I love it how my daughter Minuet sat there and said, some people are significantly uncomfortable because you are so happy and you full of life. Mm-mm. Mm. That's the enemy. See, some of y'all are sitting here and you loving God and you doing what God says do. But then you see your family members, some of the friends you have, the colleagues and, you know, all these what have you people in your life. They want to suck the life out of you and the happy time that you have in God because they don't like that you got what God has for you. And they think they become so jealous, so jelly, so uncomfortable conniving, just a manipulative and deceptive and don't care that they're going to be able to step over you to get what they can from you so that they can be able to prosper. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, people will be conniving, manipulative, downright mean, downright stupid so they can get what they can from you. But God, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, snitching. All right, let's let let let's let's keep going. I'm sorry, you know that was a moment. has it not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, "The thing is true, according to the law of the Mendes and Persians, which alter not." Verse thirteen. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decrees that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Don't you know? The enemy is watching you, making notes, taking notes, making sure that when he goes before God, oh, he does, because the word said it. He'll take his happy butt before God to accuse you to sit there and say, well, this person is doing this and that. He's an accuser. Man, he lies on us, you know. And even when we do something wrong, oh, you saw what she did? Look, God, this is what she did. This is what she did. Can I? I? Come on now. I'm just saying Like I'm just keeping it real. Let Let me let you know. This is what the enemy is doing. Snitching. Now, the 14th verse. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore, displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. Don't you know the enemy can have the people that are supposed to be associated with you, loving on you, supposed to be your support system. And now the king, he knew what he did. He said, oops, wait a minute, hold up. I did wrong. Let me say that one more time. Now he's trying to see how he can be able to get Daniel out of this. And he labored until the going down of the sun to deliver him. Don't you know he was so anxious, concerned about his friend? Because he knew Daniel was faithful to him. Let me say that one more time to the people in the back. See, God will place people over you. And sometimes they would get full of themselves. They would say things, do things, and then they would see that you were faithful all along. But they let people heart and their minds get into them. The enemy, come on now through people, even the enemy themselves, Satan. And they would come and sit there and say nasty things about you that wasn't true. They would do this and do that. And it would sit there and it would, you know, stifle you, make you not give up, make you not want to be able to stay in God. It would try to trip you up. But let me hold this right quick. Hold it. Hold it. Now, he was willing to find out what he can do. Now, since he's opened up his big mouth. Now, since he's already signed his decrees, what he can do for, for Daniel in his time of need. And you can tell it really bothered him because of the true nature and loyalty of Daniel. He was really hurt for what he said and did. Don't you know, forgive people that's done wrong to you. Man, pastor, what do you mean? I said, I'm just telling you forgive them because at the same time, the enemy can creep in at any point in time because of their jealousy against you or what have you. They might not be right. They might be going through some things that God had them to go through and they did not re- respond to you well. Or even if they meant it, still forgive them because forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. God wants you to stay not bitter, not hurt, not, not corrupt, not hang, hatred, anger, nothing. Because that if that seeps into you, then that can go into your husband and your marriage or your children and how you raise them to other people in your relationship, friends, colleagues, what have you. And that makes you bitter. And you don't want that. This is not even in my notes. But I'm just telling you, forgiveness, 70 times seven, It ain't easy. I'm trying to tell you. But my grandmother always told me Tam, people are going to say whatever they want to say. They're going to act whatever they, but don't let it be that you don't forgive them. Let it roll off of you like water off a duck's back. You need to let it roll off. Sometimes it's hard. I understand that. But if you can't forgive them, how is it that God can't forgive you? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If you can't forgive them, how is your heavenly father going to forgive you? It's something to think about. Now, I want to go back down to 15. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. Come on now. He had to keep. They keeping the pressure on him. And number 16. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions, snitches. Now the king spake unto Daniel, thy God whom thou serve continuously, he will deliver thee. Come on now. He knew who God was because he was able to interpret dreams Daniel was. And also being able to give him visions. And oh my God, he knew. He knew. But because he got so haughty in himself and he let the enemy persuade him through these men now, that his counsel, his consults of who he's supposed to be, never get so high and mighty that God will not bring you down. Let me say that one more time. Stay humbled out here. That was the word I got for our family. Stay humbled. And then God was coming back. Stay humbled and hungry for the word of God. I'm sorry to hear that. Stay humble. Stay humility. Stay compassion. Stay loving. Stay trust. Stay everything because it could be you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Every time that you go and you praise God and you sit there, some people we I counsel and everything else, I say, you know what? Let me stay human. Let me stay humble. Let me stay humility. Let me stay like God wants us to stay because it could be you. Now, let me go back. Let me Let me calm down. Verse 17, and a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Do you understand during that time, the ring or the signal of signet of the king was to stay unchanged, but guess what? That doesn't mean that God can't come in to the details of what's going on, that God can't shift some things for you in your position and your community. I understand so many people have preached this, have taught this, but God was sitting there and telling me that the significance of the ring is... And putting the seal on it, especially in letters and in decrees and in councils, especially here in Korea, South Korea, they have signals. They have a little stamp and it's usually in red. And that's the significance and the signal of that person. Instead of your Hancock, that's what you sign it here. That's significant because that represents you. The characteristics to everything that you have in that signal, that's you. So he had to sign it. Use the ring as the signing and it cannot be changed. It cannot be moved. But God sits there. He moves in a different way. Let me tell you something. Because of Daniel's posture, God been able to flow, free flow in a totally different manner. Now let's go on. Verse 18. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. He didn't want to eat. Neither was instruments of music brought before him and his sleep went from him. He was anxious, panicking. I mean, how would you feel when you know you just sat there at one of your loyal subjects and you put them in a den of lions because of your haughtiness and your arrogance? Come on now. That's why every time we say life and death is in the tongue and watch what you say, because every time you sit there and say I'm not beautiful or I'm, I'm, I'm ugly or oh, God can't use me, that's a signal to the enemy. This is how that person has no confidence, no, no understanding, no loyalty, no nothing I can come in. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all, y'all don't know how your posture, how your body, how how you're responding at this time and this hour. It speaks volumes to God. He, he wants to know that he is, your, he is your father and you are his child. He wants to know that whatever situation comes, what may, you are still his and he is alone. And in that, he comes in. He comes in when you're in a car accident. He comes in when you're homeless. He comes in when you have when you need a car, when you need finances, when you need so many security, when you need a job, when you need so many things coming from for your children, for your next generation. He comes in and business starting and um being able to help you with ideas on how to write a book. He comes in. Now let me come. Oh man, I'm telling you. Y'all, y'all just, oh, this is, this is, this is juicy. This is juicy. And see, a stone significance, a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. Do you understand? That stone had to be significant poundage. I mean, a lot of pounds in order for Daniel not to get out or the lions not to get out. See, that is putting up a stumbling block. He's putting up so many stumbling blocks for Daniel. He put out the degree that King Darius had did. And then the people that were the wicked ones that were sitting up here, the most elite princesses and everything else, that princes and princesses, excuse me, prince, were and saw Daniel as a threat. Put that up and then reminded the king that he can't change nothing. So he's going to have to give over Daniel to the lions. And just to make sure, the coup de gras now, that he had to be able to have the stone placed in front so that he won't be running away when he's getting eaten. Y'all, snitches. Oh man, I tell you, snitches. And from that time forward, the king didn't eat. He passed the time fast. He ain't eat nothing. I wouldn't either. And the music was stopped. And his sleep, he couldn't sleep. He spent the whole night up worrying about Daniel. Because he knew the sacrifices Daniel made. And now he didn't even know if his God will be able to deliver him. See, he had some inkling of who God is. But wait, wait, wait. Hold, 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 hold your paw. Because the posture of who God is for Daniel is going to come through. 19th verse. Then the king rose very early in the morning and went into haste unto the den of lions. That boy bucked. He went. I mean, in Alabama in turn, he went and ran. I mean, that was bucking. Bucking means running fast. Get your butt off. Hurry up. Let's go. It, it's the it's sun came up. Okay, cool. That, that means it, it's almost it, it's that time. I got I gotta go find out what happened. What happened? What happened? The 20th verse, and when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said, Daniel. O oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou serveth continuously able to deliver thee from the lions? He was so wrought with how he placed his favorite faithful servant in harm's way. He had to hurry up and run To the lion's den and say aloud his name. Did God deliver you? Come on now. See, sometimes we got to sit there and understand God has his appointed time over us. And he knows exactly when he's going to come. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some of y'all don't realize God is doing magnificent. So many miracles in this time. No matter what the chaos is of this generation, of what's going on in the world, society, and what man is thinking and what the enemy has plotted, God is doing supernatural things that no man can touch. Ooh, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. 21, and then Daniel said unto the king, O king, live forever. Ooh, come on now, bring it, bring it. 22, my God have sent his angels. And have shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before his innocence was found in me and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. 23. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him. Lord, I thank you. Heavenly Father, he was able to have the angels to come and shut the lion's mouth. Don't you know, because they were made by him and we were made by him, he had to alter. God altered the whole entire narrative overnight. I love this. God, you juicy. (laughs) What do you mean, pastor? I can say that because God is so blessing. God has given us the nourishment, what we needed. Oh, well, pastor, you can't. No, no, no. I'm, and God knows my heart. God knows what I mean when I tell him that he is just, he is so in the details of who we are. And it becomes so hypocritical that people don't understand who God is. God knew when I said he's just so good to be true. He's so mm, mm, good. He's juicy. He's the one that when you need something, he's got your back. He's the one that when everything is falling down, but the word of God, he's the one, the one, the one. And I don't know about you, but there is a gum that used to be when I was little that had the bubble yum, gum, 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 and also juicy fruit. That used to be a gum, and the gum was so juicy that the saliva that was in your mouth, you had to wrap yourself around the gum. It's flat, so you had to, you know, smack it a little bit in order for you to get that um, juices flowing in your mouth, and it was so refreshing. That's how God is. He's sweeter than a honeycomb. Let me say that one more time. See, y'all, y'all, mm-mm-mm. 22, my God have sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before his innocence was found in me. And also before Thee, O king, have I done no harm. Come on now. Come on now. He knew he was innocent way before the trial even started. Let me say that one more time. Man, Pastor, what you talk? No, before he even got into the whole entire position, Daniel knew who God was. So when he went through the process, the purification, the the straining, the 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 soul entire thing, he knew he was innocent way before the process. Who does that sound like? That sounds like Jesus. Oh, come on now, does that sound like you? Oh, wait a minute, hold up. And if it stepped on your toe, just say, ow, and keep it moving. Amen. Oh, man. So good. So good. And the 23rd verse. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him. He was woohoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him. Because he believed in his God, he believed in Yahweh, he believed in Elohim, he believed in the one true God. Ooh. Ooh. 24. And the king commanded look at the snitches now. Come on now. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel. Come on now, and they cast him into the den of lions. Them, listen, them. Their children and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones into pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. It's a sad situation that you have to be able to sit there and bring false accusations against people. What are you talking about, Pastor? When you sit there and lie on someone, when you sit there and honestly sit there and put your mouth on people, mm, come on now, let's let's talk about it. When you sit there and spread malicious gossip and everything else against someone and you are just as guilty as anything all out. Wow. But it wasn't the situation that really sat set there. And you have to be mind-blowing, thought-provoking because of how you are. The men in the Bible were the ones and still now that are over the household. And if you're that wicked, your wife, she condoned that. And then your children had to be thrown in there too. Oh, God. My God. My God. See, to have a husband or a man over the household and you're not doing what God says do, y'all, y'all, that's something deadly. And then if you know your husband is not doing right and you're living holy, you better hold him accountable because God's going to get him to. And then your children, that's the thing is that God held all of them accountable, the wives and the children, with the husbands. Why are you going to put your name, put your mouth on who God has already ordained? Why? Why, why, why? Why are you going to put your mouth on them? Because it's just like David and Saul. Once David and Saul, see Saul knew he shouldn't have touched David. But David already knew that was God's anointing. He did not want to have nothing to do with touching Saul. He knew the anointing and the authority on his life. But that was the loyalty and the humility of David's character. These people had no character, no loyalty to God. They just wanted to have their purpose to be driven. But at the same time, God knew if their children grew up, and they were serving the same God. They will become revengeful against Daniel. And God had to be able to ultimately, unfortunately render that much of a judgment. I want to let you know that it does not give me pleasure to read this type, this text on twenty four, but it helps us to know how far sin can take you even to your death. I mean, there has been so many scriptures of God killing multitudes of people, their children, the wives too. And he renders his judgment, which is justified because God knows all. And when you debate about that, you need to understand God is the living God. He's the final say-so. And if you really thought about it, the wives could have risen up later with the children and given them that mindset of getting back and being revengeful towards Daniel. So God rendered the ultimate judgment against these people. Don't let your sin find you out. Let me say that one more time for the people in the pack. Your posture, when it's sinful, God has a multitude of ways that he says it's time. What do you mean, Pastor? God has a multitude of ways where people are passing away now. Some common and some uncommon. But you need to understand, we all have an appointed time. But sometimes, just sometimes, we excel our time. We excel our time towards being able to go go see God. Through the sin that people are doing, God is turning them over to a reprobated mind. What you mean, pastor? I mean they're not serving God. They're not even thinking about God. They're not even they're so far gone that God said, "I am going to sear their hearts with a heart with a hot iron. They are done." Do not get to that point. Do not get to the point where you can't hear from God that you don't even acknowledge God, even since he has already, you know, anointed you. He's the one giving you life more abundantly. He is giving you all that he's God giving you in this life to live. But you don't want to even recognize him. You don't even want to be able to obey him. You don't even want to serve him. He gave you the choice. Life or death. And life is with him. And death, death is final. You die twice. Once you die from this earth, you go down and you go see God and he judges you. And then you go down to Shalo, which is hell. This is what the word says. It. it I, I don't know how, how some people, and I don't want to know. How do you discredit God out of your schools? How do you discredit God out of universities? How do you discredit God out of your your government, out of your text, out of your money, out of everything? In everything, he's been the main building blocks for the United States of America. How do you discredit him? Pastor, you know, absolutely, I will be speaking because God said so. God is the living God. He has formed us, shaped us from the dust of the earth. And so many people do not want to sit here and acknowledge who God is in their lives. But yet and still, you want to sit here and you want to take what was deemed good as evil and then have the evil be rewarded as good. God said, no, no, absolutely not. This is not how it's going to go down. So when Daniel went and they came and took him out and the king brought even the people that spoke up against Daniel and their wives and their children, that's a whole generation, two generations, gone, gone because of the sin. Don't you know that I looked at this and I, I started looking at how Some people, their family seems like it has a curse on them. That even the males in the family, after a certain age, they would be killed off. That even after the women met a certain age, they would be pregnant. That some of them would have suicidal tendencies. Come on now, I'm I'm talking. I know who you think that... God is not listening, that God is not watching. He is, and he's recording everything. I I don't understand. Why would you live this whole entire time and not recognize who God is? Not recognize the fortitude of who God is in your life. You want the benefits, but you don't want to recognize your creator. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And death can be sometimes locked into having all the worldly possessions up until a certain point. Let me say that one more time to people in the back. See, you can be so delusional in what you have that Satan will sit there and keep you quiet. He will keep you this or he'll keep you in that until the appointed time that you have to go see God. It's not always drugs and sex and everything else. Sometimes it's riches, staying in Wall Street or anything else. He will keep you, your body healthy. He'll keep you all that. He will keep you blessing and everything else up until you have to go see God. By that time, you're really seeing that, you know, I've, I've, you know, worshiped this or I've done this, but I haven't even tapped into who God is. Do you know as human beings, we recognize God before any, any other God? So much truth in that. We have God's DNA in us. It's impeccable who God is, how he made the body and how it becomes more formed and fashioned and he even put his seal of approval on us that no demon can be able to try to hm, tap into. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. On the 25th verse, then King Darius wrote to unto all people, nations, and languages that dwelled in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. 26, I have decreed that in every domination of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Let me say it one more time, people in the back. I make a decree that in every domination of my kingdom. Every dominion of my kingdom, excuse me, trembling, kingdom, men tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. Fear and reverence. Come on now. Respect. For he is a living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even until the end. Y'all, uh-uh. Mm-mm-mm. Let me see, read that one more time. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever, steadfast forever, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even until the end. 27, he delivereth and rescued And he work of signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Who have delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? Hmm. 28. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. God bless. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He made Daniel great because Daniel knew his position, his posture. Daniel made a conscious, mental, or outward behavioral attitude that he will stay steadfast to God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Webster's Dictionary said a conscious, mental, or outward behavioral attitude. That means that God, he made up in his mind subconsciously, consciously, mind, body, and soul. That my thoughts are his thoughts, nor my ways his ways. But I'm going to put my mind stayed on you, God. I'm going to put my way of behaving stayed on you. I'm going to even put all of my trust in you when nothing seems to be going right. Even when I feel as though I don't even know where help is going to come from. But I still trust in you. Baby, snitches got stitches and more than that and was dead in the ditches, Ooh, but got tore up with the lions. Oh my God. This is just his mental outlook, his whole entire posture, his whole entire body aligned to who God was from prayer from three days fasting, and praying, and doing what thus says the Lord. We can't even do that for one day. Mm -mm. I said me and you, okay? I didn't say you. I just said me and you. Get on the program, y'all. Know your posture in God. Know who God is in this time, in this period, in this season, in this hour. Know and know for a fact that he is the king of glory. So when somebody says, is Jesus over there? Jesus is over there now. Nah, you ain't going to budge. You're going to sit there and say, I know where he's at. He's in the heavens of heaven. He's with the heavenly father. Get on with that. You know who God is. And when somebody comes up and tries to deceive you and says all manner of evil and deception and manipulation, you know for a fact that's not God. To, to hit their agenda. I have heard a doctor sit here and blaspheme Jesus by saying that he believes that God was being derogatory towards a Sumerian woman. Okay. He made that statement so that he can be able to pull the narrative so that he can discredit God, Jesus, the one that helped us, the one that came through 42 generations to die for us. The one that was beaten all night just for us. The one that had the crown of thorns on his head and couldn't even be even recognized and bled out and died for us on Calvary, on Golgotha. You trying to sit here and discredit my God. Something is wrong with you. You have sniffed so much. You have blamed me. Drink the cup. Of the enemy. You believe that mess. See, that's the thing is that when God comes in, you know, you have discernment, you understand your posture. That's for God I live, for God I die. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Daniel, 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 Daniel. Even when faced with death, he still would say, God lives. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God lives jesus oh lord i thank you i know my redeemer liveth david oh lord jesus i know my redeemer liveth thank you lord thank you jesus when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt who god is in your life your bills will be paid you will have money in the bank Your children will be fed and well done and also educated in God and also in the world to know who God is. Your family, your finances to your husband, to your spouse, to the relationship you have will be saturated in God so much so that because of your blessings and you're you're doing what God says do, God will bless you. He said, I will bless those that bless me and curse those that will curse me. Y'all, okay, read it. Read the word, go back to the basics, stay humble, stay in the posture of who God is in you. Don't let no man tell you who you are supposed to be in God. Let God tell you. I'm gonna say this. When God placed me in South Korea, I did not want to be here. I was kicking, I was hurt, I was screaming, I cried. But when I got here, And my husband came later on. Don't you know, there has been the blessing that I needed. It has separated me from the chaos, the wrong people, whether it's family, friends, colleagues, what have you. But it has set me to a point where I love how my posture is. And I'm not going to let no one take me out of who God is in me. Can you say the same? Once somebody shows you who they are, believe who they are, as a good friend told me. But make sure that you're letting God lead you and guide you into all truths. God is not playing. Enemy's not playing. Choose a side. You can't be lukewarm. He'll spit you out. You're either hot or cold. you either in God or out. There's no in between. You either speak up or you stay silent. There's no in between. Yes, God is a loving God, but God is a jealous God and a vengeful God. See, everybody wants to sit there and say something. Oh, God is good. Yes, he is good. But also God is one of those that you do something to his people. He's going to get you. God, not karma. God, not, not anything that man made, but God is the one that sits there and say, you sow what you reap. We've got it twisted, men and women of God. God is a rewarder of them that faithfully serve him. Believe that, trust that, and know that. And if you don't know the posture of who God is, ask him. I can be suggesting to you, but you need to spend time with him. Making that appointment every morning. (laughs) Make an appointment with God every morning so he can talk to you and you can listen to him. That's what open communication and love is about and respect. Amen. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you have heard, please follow and subscribe. That you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher. I also have YouTube. And if you enjoy this, please, please leave a five-star comment and also Uh, that you would help me in reaching more people. If you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook. And it is written by Latonya Uyola. My name is L-A-T-O-N-Y-A, last name U-L-L-O-A. It has been my pleasure to be your host today. I hope and I know that God is going to do immaculate things in your life. Oh, Lord, beyond your expectations this season. And we thank you and we praise your name. Also, I wanted to let you know in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please stop and do it immediately. And heart not your heart today. You don't have tomorrow is never promised to any of us. So I'm asking you to go in and, you know, get on your hands and your knees and ask God to forgive you of all the sins that you have done. And also at the same time, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe it in your heart because confession is made unto salvation. And that's giving the enemy verification and knowing that you are of God. Does it stop there? No, the battle continues from there. And get with a good church. Ask God to lead you and guide you into a good ministry. And also let him be able to help you to who you should be able to help with learning. He helped me learn. So I'm asking you go before God in learning the word, scripture, prayer, even just taking one scripture and putting it on a notepad or sticky tab and putting it around your home, even in your car start memorizing scriptures it'll help you significantly get a prayer life meditation on the word fasting doing what god says do I have been such an honor and a pleasure to know you it has been so much of a blessing today thank you so much know some it's a lifetime of falling tears, but he's in the darkness, he's in the cold, just like the morning. He always, he always shows it may be midnight or midday, it's never early.